And uh, we're going to do things a little bit different this morning. As I said before, we just got back from Nazarene Youth Conference in Tampa Bay, Florida. And uh, so I have a lot of pictures and a couple of videos for you guys to enjoy. Um, but very, I guess I'm just going to tell the whole story. So um, we started our trip at about 1245 in the morning. I worked 11 to 8 at Culver's that day. And so uh, sleep was not in the question for me. Um, I was very tired, to say the least. Uh, this is the group that we came up with. Uh, that's Pastor Dave from Eureka First Church in the Nazarene. Um, he brought two of the kids from Marcel's, and uh, we just met up with them at the airport. And uh, Pastor Dave is a very funny guy. You know, if there's anyone that I would want to be around at 3 a.m. with, it's him. Um, so the next picture is, uh, just kind of shows how tired I am. Um, I had just, we had just driven, like, it's only an hour and 50 minutes from here to Midway, but that felt like a while. Um, so our flight didn't leave till about 5.30, and let me just say, I have a picture of the plane. Uh, seeing the sunrise uh, after you've been up all night is a really good way to know just how tired you are. Um, and in all honesty, it kind of makes it seem like that the, the, the difference between night and day are a little uneven, you know? It kind of feels like there's more light outside than there is dark outside. Um, but when we landed, we were taken to our hotel, and our hotel had just maybe been built maybe a year prior before we got there. So to say that it was nice is a bit of an understatement. And so this is a view outside of my hotel. I never got sick of it, because at night it looks really cool too, but just being able to kind of wake up and just look outside my window and be like, hmm, that's nice. Um, so once we got to our hotel, we all took very well-deserved naps. Um, I will say, uh, while we were flying, we actually had a connecting flight that was from Midway to St. Louis. And so that was about 45 minutes, and I fell asleep, so it was pretty much just like, all right, we're taking off. All right, we're down. And I was like, that, there's no way that was 45 minutes. And even everyone on the plane said that was a little bit quicker than 45 minutes. And so we, we, uh, we almost got directly right on to the next flight that was from St. Louis to Tampa. And that one was two hours, so I got a pretty good nap to, uh, to be able to uh, continue to function until we got to the hotel. Um, so about 4.30, we all met up to go to the lobby to go to this place. I could not remember the name of it, but they had a pretty big variety of food. They had pizza, anything from pizza to barbecue to even a sushi place. So we thought, you know what, it's got a great variety. This would be a good, good place for us to all kind of check out, you know, where we want to go eat. Unfortunately, so did the rest of the entire Tampa Bay. It was crowded, to say the least. I mean, we're talking like, like we're kind of just swimming through bodies here at this point. And so, but once we eventually kind of all got our food and got the things that we wanted to eat, we're like, okay, let's go eat real quick, and then we'll go meet up with our, our homies from the district. Um, we got to enjoy some live music. There was like a... If, you, if you've seen what it looks like on the 4th of July in Nashville, it was kind of like that, but maybe on a little bit of a smaller scale. Um, I think there's a picture of the stage. Yep, right there. Yeah, so you can see there's like a million people right there. Imagine that, but just inside a big enclosed area where you're trying to get in line to get food. So that was, that was a little bit nerve-wracking nerve for me. Um, now I have this next picture. Uh, we can see... So this, these, this little family was kind of sitting next to us, and we had these glow sticks that uh, you can make into glasses. And what was cool about that was these kids, these kids got, like, had a riot out of it. Like, they, 
they were just like, what is this? And so we were kind of making these things for them. And so they all kind of lined up one by one by one. And then eventually the dad kind of was like, oh, I kind of want some too. And so that was really cool because it was just kind of like, it's kind of nice to kind of show like, you know, compassion to complete strangers, you know. Um, and then our night ended with some fireworks in the Tampa Bay. And that was really cool. And then we got back to our hotel where I immediately went to sleep. Uh, so the next day, we had a tour of a World War II boat. Um, I think there's a picture of us in front of it. At least, in, yeah, there we are. Those are the four girls we took, Kat, Serenity, Kari, and Molly. Um, to say that it was hot in the boat was a bit of an understatement. It was a very beautiful boat and had a lot of great history uh, details inside of it. But, oh my goodness, try not to die if heat stroke was a little bit of a challenge. Um, it definitely felt like it was very hot in there, but I mean, it's a big enclosed boat. What else can you really expect? Um, and so according to our itinerary, we were supposed to go on a boat tour right after that. And as I kind of tell the story of this entire week, it got canceled, rescheduled, canceled again, rescheduled again. And then finally it got scheduled for our last day. Um, so we kind of it got, it got canceled because there was a storm, but the storm maybe lasted 30 minutes because it's Florida. Um, so in that time, we decided to go get lunch at this place that had kind of like a bunch of different areas, but it wasn't crowded by the entire city of Tampa. Um, and so we, it had like a bowling alley inside, which was kind of cool. Um, but then after that, we kind of just went back to the hotel and rested up because we were going to the Florida Aquarium right after that. And that was really cool, too. And that was put on by Olivet. Um, I gotta say, I don't think I've ever seen an aquarium that actually has sharks in it. And like, granted, I get you can't have like a great white shark in an aquarium, but I just want to see an aquarium where they actually just are full of sharks. That'd be kind of cool in my opinion. But I get it, you know, it's dangerous. Um, but it was also like, it's also kind of cool because we got to see some of God's underwater creatures, but there was also what they called a raptor show. And, you know, if you know me, I like dinosaurs. And I was kind of disappointed when they weren't animatronic velociraptors. But instead, it was just birds. Like, there was a hawk and this other bird that was really, really cool. Where, like, the trainer would come and there would be, like, something standing in here. And he'd have, like, a, like a dead mouse or something on this other thing. And he would just be, like, like it would, it would just fly right to it. And I was like, you know what, that's, that's a little bit too much power that you got over a bird there, man. Um, but after the aquarium, uh, we headed our way back to the hotel. And uh, we got to take the trolley a couple times, which was fun, because I hadn't been on a trolley since I went to Texas, and that was a lot of fun. Um, and so then we got back to the hotel and got some good rest. So the third day that we were there was the actual, like, first day of the actual conference. And so it was about 0.4 miles from our hotel, which once we found, like, a good way to get there really wasn't that bad. Uh, but it was also very hot. Uh, so our first session, we were kind of in the nosebleeds, and I have a video kind of showing uh, just kind of how, how big it was. As you can see, it's very full. Uh, there, we all had different colored shirts to kind of show 
uh, where all of us were sitting, and the worship was just very loud and very, it was very awesome. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, and like I said, we were in the nosebleeds for that one, which I didn't mind because I've been to a lot of things where I'm sitting in the nosebleeds, and you can kind of see a whole lot more. Like, I wouldn't be able to see, like, these 10,000 teens all worshiping like that if I was, like, on the floor, you know? Like, you kind of look up, but, like, you can get a much better idea of how many people there are by sitting way up high. Um, so our first speaker that day was Lamorris Crawford. Um, if you know the Cincinnati Bengals, he was their old chaplain. Uh, but now he's a marriage and family pastor at a church. Um, and his sermons have always been very, very personal because he, he personally is just someone that is very comfortable with his story. I've heard him talk a couple times. Uh, he spoke a lot of Olivet. He's a friend of Olivet, and he also went to Olivet. So uh, he kind of has a deep connection there. But he told his story, and, you know, growing up, this guy did not have a great life. I mean, his mom... Was pregnant, like got pregnant with him at 17, and she got shot in the head because of gang violence. Dad, same thing. Uncle, same thing. Aunt, same thing. So he lived with his grandma, and his grandma kind of got everybody. Like he, he got his brother and sister, his cousins, everybody, because everyone else in his life was dead. And it, it's just so like it's so hard when you hear it because he tells it a lot better than I am, obviously, but eventually he he got into gang violence himself and was dealing drugs in in Chicago and one of his friends just started telling the gospel to him one day and he gave his life to Christ right then in that moment and like when you just hear those kind of stories you kind of just go what the heck like that's insane I don't know how anyone could go through that let alone come out of it and have this super inspirational story around it um, so yeah, I guess to kind of ex to sum up him would be inspirational. So after that service, uh, we got to do a little bit of community service where we went and um, cleaned up beaches. We had this this take take away project, I think, where you guys were donating all that stuff, which we filled up six of those giant like box trucks full of that stuff. So I had to bring a second suitcase to put all that stuff in. So. Good job on you guys for that one. That was a lot of stuff. Um, so, so after that service, we went to go pick up uh, trash at a beach. And I did wear sunscreen. I'm very notorious for getting burnt. I still got burnt. But I, you know, I, I wore sunscreen, so I did what I was supposed to do. Um, but this whole time that we're walking, we're kind of walking along the beach a little bit. And there's a little bit of foliage, right? And so I'm walking... And we're picking up trash, and it's kind of fun, you know. We're just kind of joking around with a lot of it, really. Because most, mostly because one of the other pastors kept on finding so many bottles of empty alcohol. And, like, he just was notorious for finding them all for some reason. And so we're walking along, and I see this piece of trash, and I'm like, oh, there it is. And I pick it up, and all of a sudden, I'm covered in thorns. So I had thorns in my socks, thorns in my shoes, thorns in my gloves. And I was like, well, I guess I'm done. Luckily... We were almost done, so I didn't just quit. Um, so after time of cleaning, we went back to the hotel where, you guessed it, we took a nap. I took a nap almost every single day that we were there. And it's probably the only thing that got me through that week, honestly. Um, so our second session was also followed with some worship. Um, I think I have a couple of videos of the worship. Yep, there we go.
the song was really fun. As you can tell, it's very loud. So yeah, uh, so that night service was, our speaker was Carly Bartlett. And in all honesty, like, it was kind of hard for all of us to focus because she would come up, kind of talk for about five minutes, and then go walk back down, and we would worship again, and it kind of went back and forth. And so it was a little bit distracting and kind of hard to kind of really grasp everything she was saying, but she kind of talked to us about how some of us kind of live our lives with white knuckles where we just are completely clenching our fists. And so we kind of did this thing where we clench our fists as hard as we could, and it felt like forever because it started to hurt after a little bit. Um, but we can kind of give those clenched fists to God in those times and, you know, kind of let it go. And uh, that, was, that was a lot of fun. Um, so our night ended with a performance by a band called For King and Country, and this was a little snippet of that concert. My sickness, my brokenness, so long sick. My help comes from you. You are my rest, my rescue. I don't have to see to believe that you lifted me up. Sing it out. Yes. So yeah, that was a little snippet of a song called Shoulders, and that's a very, it's a very powerful song. I kind of wish I would have played the whole thing, but, you know, I'll take what I can get. Um, so the next day, our morning session was from a guy named Chris Simning, and he had like a muscular disease, so he couldn't, he wasn't walking normal, he didn't talk very um, normal, and he was very open about that. He was very comfortable with sharing that, and so he talked about puddles, and it was because told a story about when he was preaching at another church, uh, he peed his pants. And usually he says he tries to go to the bathroom before, but for some reason in that moment he just felt like he had to go. And so he went on the stage and he said that even in the moments where, you know, our puddles seem like they're embarrassing or they kind of weigh us down, God still wants our puddles because they're beautiful and they, they, have, they have meaning. And so we interpret that in many different ways and personally... It's kind of just any, any baggage you're carrying with you, whether it's anxiety, depression, or anything like that. God still wants those things. Um, so after that session, we went to the convention center, which I personally kind of got confused because we called the, uh, the arena where we were in. Was, I thought they kind of were the same thing. And so I was like, so what room do we go to? And they're like, no, you have to go to the convention center. And I'm like, I'm in the convention center. And you're like, no, you're not. And I was like, Okay, then where is it? And so it was just a little bit of a walk. But we went to this experience, and that's just what they called it, was the experience. And it was just more of a, a moment of reflection. You know, we got to, got to kind of go to these different stations where, and water was a big theme in this, in this conference, seeing as how the entire thing was called overflow. Um, and so in the first session, we talked about, like, we got a cup of water. They told us not to drink it probably 100 times. And so we're sitting there, and we're just talking about how, you know, we are like this cup, how we're full, full of water, and that water is supposed to represent Jesus. And so then we drank it, 
and then we went to this next part that was we got sticky notes and we had to fill in the phrase God fill me with blank and for me trying to find just one thing was like just to keep it at, at one was very hard I mean there's so many things I would want God to fill me with but to just choose one whew, that's hard so after the experience, we went to the arena for dinner, which we were very early for, and it was probably a good thing because they started to get very, very crowded. And that was expected, you know, 10,000 people in one stadium. It's bound to get crowded. Um, so we heard a message from Rich Velotas, and it was on holiness. And, and at the very end, they kind of gave us all a bunch of takeaways, which we'll go, I will go over at the end. But... After the, after the message, we had this very personal worship moment. And I think I have a video of one of them. Nope, not that one, sorry. I think it's, I think it's the next one, Eric. There we go. It was, that was the one that we were on the floor for. And uh, it was a very, very personal moment because he just came out with just a guitar and sang that one song and then Rich came up. But then eventually, so kind of imagine like, you know, we have the stage up here, but like imagine, imagine that whole stage of the band, but it was like right here. Like the entire concert, the rest of the worship was just standing right here. So it was super personal. There was a bunch of people just gathered around. It was very, it was very powerful just to see worship like that because it was it was in your face instead of like getting crammed in your ears you know because it was so loud but it was very it was very personal because it was just so you were so close you felt like you could just you know kind of feel the presence of God right there uh, so after that so we actually had they didn't tell us who the second uh, night of the um of the, the guest artist was and so we found out that night that it was Zach Williams and Blessing Offer and uh, I got to admit, I didn't know either of them. And so Zach, I, I eventually learned that Zach Williams does uh, Chain Breaker. And so at the very end, he played that, and that was really cool. Uh, Blessing Offer, I would kind of say, is like a Christian Stevie Wonder mixed with Usher. Um, solely because he's blind and he plays piano, so it reminded me of Stevie Wonder. Um, so after that, we headed back to our hotel and got ready for the next day. So the fifth day that we were there, our morning session was with Jason Ballard, which our teams recognized because he's kind of the main face of our Alpha series. Uh, he was is very soft-spoken, so I personally kind of felt like it was, it was less of a sermon and more of just like a conversation. Like I kind of felt like he was just on the other side of this table of me and was just kind of talking to me personally. Um, but after the session, we went back to the convention center and I bought about $110 worth of NYC merch. And I only add that because when I went to General Assembly, I spent $120 on books. Um, but in the convention center, they had like different colleges. Like They had every single college that is Nazarene-based. Um, and so we got to go around to a couple of those. We got lunch. 
Uh, but then we went back to the hotel before our night session. And uh, our night session was with Dr. Carla Sundberg, who also happens to be a general superintendent. And she painted this really good mental image of how God's love overflows on us. And she kind of talked about how um, the high priest would often get drenched before going into the presence of God. And our concert that night was Lecrae, uh, which was a lot of fun. And then uh, we went back to the hotel to get ready for our last session, which would be that next day. So our last speaker was Eric Samuel Tim, and I personally love his sermons because he's funny, he's personal, and he paints really good pictures. This time, for some reason, he didn't paint, which made me kind of sad. But um, I personally got to experience him at my own NYC back in 2015, and then he also spoke at Olivet my freshman year and my senior year. So I love this guy. Um, and now, like, being able to see him in Tampa was also really cool and being able to kind of, I was honestly really kind of hyping him up, and I was uh, wondering how they all took him, and they all liked him as well. And not only was he captivating, but he was also very descriptive with his words. And especially when he's talking about little logs of clay, you can kind of guess what he kind of uh, referred to them to. Um, so after that session, we got back to the hotel to change, and we went to the beach. And now, I think I have a picture of my face when I got sunburned. Yeah. For the record, I put on sunscreen, and I reapplied. And I still got burned. And you can kind of see, I had my sunglasses on when we were in the water. So I got a nice little uh, pit, pit viper tan line there. Um, so right after the beach, uh, we went to this place called Sea Dogs. And Sea Dogs is kind of just like a little taco bar. And uh, not only was it very good, but I also started really starting to feel my sunburn on my shoulders. Uh, and that, was, that didn't really take away from the experience, but it, it, it kind of hurt a lot. Um, but while we were also at the beach, there was these three, three of, our sponsor, of the sponsors that we brought with us as a district decided that they wanted to get baptized in the ocean. And if you ever get the opportunity to see that, I would definitely recommend doing it because not only is it a really powerful moment, it's hilarious to watch because, you know, the waves are coming in pretty strong. So a lot of the times when they were getting baptized, they kind of got baptized a little early. So, and I just thought, you know, that's kind of a beautiful symbolism there. You know, God's really eager to get them baptized. So, I mean, he's just sending waves in to knock everybody in, you know. Um, so our final day in Tampa, we finally got to go on that boat tour. And in that boat tour, we saw a couple of dolphins, and that was really cool. And then, like, the, the captain of the boat said, if you really want to attract the dolphins, you got to play some music. So we listened to some good tunes. Um, but after the, after the dolphin tour, we went for lunch, and we went back to the same place that we went to on our first day. Um, and so, like, we were, after that, we were kind of just waiting at the hotel until we could go, uh, go to the airport. And so our flight was supposed to leave at 8.55, and we were supposed to have a connecting flight from Tampa to Nashville and then Nashville back to Midway. Well, our flight got delayed. And so we left the hotel about 6 o'clock, and our flight wasn't supposed to leave now until 10. And so at that point, I'm kind of thinking, like, hmm, how much sleep am I going to get before I have to go to work the next day? And... You know, I was kind of doing a little bit of the mental math, you know, counting on my fingers. 
And if I did my math right, I think I would have gotten five hours. Which, you know what, that's fine. Fine if you're young, but you know what, I still am young, but I feel old sometimes. <laughs> but luckily, when they delayed it, we also kind of gained the advantage of no longer having a connecting flight. So we didn't have to stop in Nashville, so we just went straight to Midway. But eventually it did get delayed to 11.30, which landed us at Midway at 1.15 a.m. Yeah, that was, that was rough. Uh, but we ended up, we loaded up the van and strategized it to make a very low, um, low requirement of energy to get everyone's suitcases in and out and stuff like that. But we landed, we got back here at about 4 a.m. And I started to see the sunrise and I had to, I had to really stop myself from crying. Um, but every single one of the pastors that were there gave us a takeaway. And so I have them up on the, one at a time up on the screen. We were kind of far away, so they're kind of hard to read. So I'm just going to read them off to you. So from Pastor Lamoris, uh, it says, Jesus is a, flowing renew, is a flood renewing. Uh, when God floods your story, you become the testimony, the story. Live into all, all of all of your God-given potential, and never be held by the tragedy of death. The Holy Spirit is hovering. He wants to land upon you every day. And then from Pastor Carly, uh, Jesus is the hopeful spring that springs up within the woman at the well, and it also springs up within you. This spring shouts while holding our gaze and grasping our face. I want to know you. In this encounter, our hands when, uh, then spring from the clenched fist to open hands. Drop your jars. Jesus wants to know you. From Pastor Chris, uh, the rain can bring life. Isaiah 45 says to you, God's heaven, heavens above, rain down his righteousness that he, the Lord, had created. Rain can also come with all kinds of storms, and storms have puddles. Puddles are a reminder of our storms. Where are your puddles? What storms are coming to your life? God wants puddles, yes, even yours. Uh, so from Pastor Rich, uh, the current of holiness is something you receive, not achieve. Inside out currents of love, not outside in rapid tides, is where we start when we are looking to walk in holiness. What is flowing inside your world, your interior? Simply put, love well and you are holy. Dwell in that love, be swept up in that current. Uh, continue to discover your identity and who you are in him not what you can do for him. For Pastor Jason, the river of Jesus wants to come into your school like he did in Jericho. And, you know, obviously we were all talking to high school kids, but we can kind of change it, like not shift it, but we can interpret it in a way that maybe instead of school, we're at work. Um, the arrival of Christ changes the outsider in that encounter. That moment brings repentance, a change in action, and true embrace. Be intentional at your school, the places God has allowed you to be. You are sent there. Invite others into that place with Jesus. Dr. Carla, the waterfall is there for you to jump into the fullness of what God is asking you to become. There is, there is the unknown, and God will work out all you fear if you simply leap. The mirror, the basin, and the bronze are all asking the question before you leap. What are the mirrors you have that you're holding? What are they reflecting? Maybe it's the call to ministry, so leap. And finally, Eric Samuel Tim. God is like water. He is power. He is community. He is life. And while, while we were on this trip, I kind of, kind of restored my, 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 
my hope in this next generation. I mean, we, we see how the world is and we see the, the things going on. But I mean, just seeing, seeing the teens worship all together and hearing the voices of 10,000 teens worshiping, I mean, that kind of restores my hope in this generation. If that doesn't restore your hope, I don't know what will. Um, but the, uh, the scripture for this entire conference was Romans 15, 13. I'm going to invite you guys to stand and uh, it'll be on the screen. So if you want to read it along with me, you can. Um, but it says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I mean, you guys can be seated. And I mean, just that phrase overflow. I mean, you think about think about you have a glass of water and you fill it up with water until it overflows and that's that's the joy the peace and the trust that we can have in Christ because of the power of the Holy Spirit I mean that's amazing isn't it so I'm gonna I'm gonna pray and then we're gonna go off in our own separate ways Uh, Heavenly Father I thank you so much for this opportunity to talk about NYC and the impact that it had on us Um, I pray that these seeds that were planted at NYC grow. And I pray that um, anything that was there uh, just continues to burn in them. And uh, I just pray that um, as, as the years go on and we go to Nazarene Youth Conference again, that the same things are happening, that the, that the hope is restored, that the, the, um, the next generation is ready to receive you in all of its glory. Is anything that we pray? Amen.